0: When you think about the toxins that threaten your health and your well-being, it may be harsh chemicals, it may be pollutants that come to your mind, or maybe it's a bad relationship or an unpleasant work environment. But for far too many of us, it could be the high expectations that we place on ourselves that's absolutely eating away at us from the inside out. Well, Lacey Pruitt, who is our guest today on The Beauty Construct, she wants to help us all discover the emotional and the physical benefits of mastering the art of no. Can we say no and not feel guilty? She also talks about stepping away from the camera and getting back in touch with who we are. She's joining us right now. Lacey, thanks so much. We're so excited to have you today. Thank you. First of all, I love that accent. It just brings me an abundance of comfort. I love the <laughs> y'alls you. and the fixins. Um, From a former Miss Texas, is that right? Yes, yes. Born and raised <laughs>
1: Texan, proud Texan. I can't get rid of it, so I embrace it.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. So from beauty queen, literally, Mm -hmm. to um, a a bevy of other things, but I'm going to pit stop at yoga instructor. And I really want to talk about, first of all, why you got into it, but also what it entails, because I feel like, look, yoga has gone mainstream and then some, so many people do it. But I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people think it's just about stretching and being able to touch your toes. Mm -hmm. Not the case. Can Mm -hmm. you kind of deep dive into that and just tell us what yoga should be all about? Well, thank you for having me, Brandy.
1: And you're absolutely right. The asana part of yoga, the physical part is just one part, one pillar, we call them of the yoga principles and the yoga lifestyle. Most of it is mindset. Now, everybody has their own beliefs and opinions on what yoga should be in their life. But for me, as a yoga teacher, and just as a a woman, it is a lifestyle. It's a belief. I focus mainly on mindfulness, on meditation, on just settling my nerves, um, all of which helps your overall wellness. But that's my focus with my students
0: and also with my own practice. And I love that you mentioned mindfulness, because that's a word that we use consistently here at the Beauty Construct. Actually, my sign off. Thanks, people, for being mindful. I feel like for a lot of people, though, it's still somewhat of an unfamiliar term. Mm -hmm. Um, So just in your own words, what does being mindful mean to you?
1: Being mindful for me is mostly being present. So much of our life, and I'll speak for myself, is lived in either the past what could I have done better? What could I learn from that situation? How did that situation go? Or in the future, so anxious about what could happen, what will happen, what we have coming up. We lose this presence, this present time right now to be in the moment, to be mindful of our actions and our thoughts that are happening right now. And it's where most of our power lies, Brandy. So the yoga principles Mm -hmm. that I teach within my class is it's where I'm constantly reminding people to just come back to their breath, come back to the present, stay in their mind's eye and just be, just be still. Mm -hmm. We We make so many things so difficult in life. Most of the work is just to be.
0: Yeah. And there is, well, I'm speaking for myself, but for Mm -hmm. me, there is a level of tranquility and serenity when I do practice breath work Mm -hmm. that brings me back to the present space. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like a form of Valium, you know, without taking any type of prescription drug. Um, But it really, I feel like if you do it right, you practice it right, it can be very um, therapeutic and calming. I absolutely agree Brandy. Our
1: breath is one of our most powerful tools. If you're ever feeling anxious, any any sort of negative emotion, the quickest way somebody can get in a better feeling state is to come back to their breath. Just breathing in, breathing out. It sounds so simple, but it's one of the one of the most the biggest reminders I give people. Yeah. So how did you get into it? Well, that's not as glamorous of a story. So, as you mentioned before, my background is on the pageant stage. I did, um, I actually held several titles, and my proudest moment was when I was crowned Mrs. Texas United States. It was back in 2012. For me, at the time in my life, that was the pinnacle of success. I'd worked so hard in that arena, and I've always wanted to represent my home state of Texas. So, mission accomplished, right? Well, not so much. So the crown's on top of my head. And I realize I come back to the present. I feel miserable. I'm I'm, have massive headaches. I am not in my best health. Um, outside looking in, I look great. I'm doing what I'm quote supposed to. I hit the mark. I accomplished the thing, but I'm not as proud to say that my health was in a kind of a crisis mode. And part of that. I was hiding, obviously, so I could present myself to the world. Um, it started coming out in my skin as well. And that wasn't as easy to hide, but just feeling not my best. And so when that confusion started happening, where my outside wasn't mirroring my inside, I had to do some work. And that's where the yoga walk, it, the yoga journey started there for me. It's just grown into so much more than I was even anticipating.
0: Wow. So was this potentially
1: triggered by stress, what you were going through? I, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Nobody taught me how to take care of myself in the past. So let me explain that a little bit. I went through, you know, childhood, young adulthood, just doing the next thing. People, you know, adults that you trust and, you know, just people in your life tell you, okay, you should do this. And success means this. And the next step should be this. Mm-hmm. So I was checking off boxes for the first 20, 30 years of my life. And I was doing well, but I never considered, what do I really want? How does this make me feel? Is this really what I want to do with the rest of my life? Is this how I want to spend my time? Those questions did not come until my 30s. And it's unfortunate, but I want to use that awareness to help young people today as an author and speaker. Let's get to those good questions quicker. Yeah. Because I think
0: life can evolve from there. Yeah. I know what you're saying. And I feel like so many people do. So many people Mm -hmm. want to make their parents happy. Um, They want Mm -hmm. to make their grandparents happy and they do what they want, what their form of happiness is, which isn't always happiness to us. Not always. No. And Brandy, I think there's more like us out there. Mm -hmm.
1: And I think it's part of our responsibility to help educate younger women, younger people, but mainly young women are um, really near to my heart just because I want to be that person that I needed back then. So young women are at the forefront of my heart, but it's really people, men too.
0: Yeah. I want to talk about um, just a few things that you mentioned. You know, you're a beauty queen, you're on TV, you've had success in the entertainment industry, you're an author, you're a speaker. Um, That all sounds great. What could be going wrong? (laughs) Um, I like to kind of peel back the layers because like you just said, there's more of us out there Um, and that uh, that's kind of the social media curse, right? Everybody puts their best foot forward on Instagram and their lives look amazing, uh, not always the case. So let's talk about that. If you wouldn't mind getting raw for a moment, what else was going on behind the scenes that so many other people can relate to? Well, I think to, to bring that story in, I should,
1: uh go back to that, that pinnacle moment where I thought, okay, you know what, I need to change something or I'm not going to survive. So I was having this outward success, still on stage, still speaking, still serving as Mrs. Texas. Um, I was hosting a television show at the time here in Dallas home. It was called home and lifestyle television. So I was very out in the public and I did have to put on a certain uh, personality, Mm -hmm. a certain persona. It's not that it wasn't who I was. I I feel like I was being as authentic as I knew to be. It was that my schedule was extremely stressful. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any downtime. I scheduled myself back to back. And it's not scheduling yourself for, say, a yoga class where you can kind of relax and detox. It was back to back schedules of being on, Mm -hmm. being on stage, being on camera, having your A game at the forefront. So you're your energy, your cells, your nerves, they're all, you know, on point. And, and without getting into too much science, it's this place of living where we're not ever dipping into the parasympathetic nervous system. That's our rest and restore part. It's where all of our body can repair. I was never dipping into that brandy. I was staying in the sympathetic nervous system. Go, 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 do do- do, do more and, and stay stressed. So finally I hit that wall, or I should say my body hit that wall where it said, no more, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're not going to take care of us. So guess what? We're going to shut down. Mm -hmm. And the way my body shut down was that I started uh, experiencing some adrenal fatigue, some chronic fatigue. I didn't know what to diagnose myself as until I got some blood work done, but I know I felt horrible. Yeah. I felt tired. I couldn't sleep enough. I was drinking gosh, four to five cups of coffee a day. Um, I had to take Excedrin back then because I had a chronic headache. It just, I was putting a Band-Aid mm-hmm. on a lot in my life and the Band-Aids don't always work in every situation. So with the help of some, some medical professionals that I really have come to respect um, that aren't in the Western medicine world, the they're in a more holistic approach. They're the people that told me, Hey, just breathe. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, take a step back. Um, Questioning, you know, do you really want to do this, this and this, these obligations that I had? Um, What is my heart desire? Mm -hmm. I found out who my higher self was got to dive into that inner person inside me to, you know, see what she wants. Yeah
0: lots of fun stuff, lots of growth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of work and it's a commitment. Absolutely. It's a lot of work. Um, Yes. I want to kind of give the listeners a different perspective of the entertainment world because I myself have been in it um, knock on woods consistently for 17 years. And there is part of it that's really fun and glamorous and great, wonderful, beautiful, all of those words. (laughs) But then there's the pressure. And Mm -hmm. you kind of said that without saying it. And that is taxing. It's heavy. Mm -hmm. I mean, once you step into the spotlight, there is a level of professionalism. There's a certain uh, standard you have to uphold. There is a way that you have to look um, that just adds Mm -hmm. a lot of pressure and stress to your life. So not all that glitters is gold because there is a hefty weight that you have to carry around when you're in the entertainment world. The word that comes to mind as you talk is responsibility.
1: There's a responsibility to it. It's funny to me when people look at social media and we we should all know that that's a highlight reel, mm-hmm. but we all treat it like it's real life. Yeah, We all compare their highlight reel, a person's highlight reel to our day to day. Anytime you do that, it's not going to go down a good road. There's a responsibility if you're going to put yourself out in the public light you need to have a good, solid sense of self. Mm-hmm. I feel like in my life, I've, I've done it both ways. I nosedive into a semi-public lifestyle without a good sense of self. Brandy, that didn't serve me well at all. Mm-hmm. I me was neither. constantly wondering, you know, what is she thinking of me? What is that person thinking of me? Oh, they vo- they vocalize their opinion. Well, gosh, what repercussions does that hold? Did I answer that question appropriately? Do I look okay today? Mm-hmm. Am I what everybody wants to see today? I mean, we can go on and on, right? Exactly. In my opinion, you can't go out into the world so wishy-washy. Yeah, You've got to have a secure sense of self that this is who I am. This is what I choose to present today. This is the best I can do today. Here I go. It's that higher self mentality. If you're if you're operating from what I think is your ultimate best, you're going to meditate, you're going to wake up in the morning, you're going to do your morning rituals, your workout, your routine, splash water on your face, do what you need to do to feel your best, then go step outside into that spotlight. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel that sometimes stepping outside your front door of your home is stepping out in the spotlight because this world has become a photo shoot. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's taking a a selfie. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody is taking a selfie. And if they're not taking a selfie, they're taking one of you. Uh And it's just, it's, this world has become
0: this big old camera that you have to be ready for if you choose to be. I used to get dolled up head to toe to go just to the grocery store because I might run into somebody who's going to recognize me and I have to look a certain way. Um, And it wasn't until (laughs) I I was working as a news anchor in San Diego and I had a five-year run down there. And one day I had to go to the grocery store. I had to run out. I had to get a couple of things. And I was tired from waking up at Mm 2.30 in the morning, five days a week. And I didn't feel like doing my makeup and I didn't feel like brushing my hair. And I didn't feel like putting on a dress. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't until I got to be okay with that brandy that everybody else was okay with that brandy as well. And what's funny is people would say to me like, oh my gosh, it's so great to see you as a normal person. And really that was Mm -hmm. me. That was me. Jeans and a t-shirt, my hair and a ponytail. That was me. I was just trying to be who the entertainment world wanted me to be. It's it's living
1: in that on authenticity. Mm-hmm. It's I feel like I've that was a journey that that yoga helped with, that teaching helped with. I I stepped off stage in a sense after my corporate America days because I didn't want to pretend anymore. Yeah. I didn't want to perform anymore. I, it wasn't that I wouldn't ever come back. I I kind of did a, like I was there, then I stepped off stage and I stepped back on stage in a better way. And I, I think that journey, I it's part, it's become part of my story now, but it's kind of a long roundabout way to do it. But what you were saying, didn't your world open up once that person, that one person said, Oh, how refreshing Mm -hmm. you're a real person. Mm -hmm. It's free. And I was like, well, thank goodness. Yeah. (laughs) It's free. Yes. It's, it's when you can live in authenticity, I do feel like your world opens up and your audience gets bigger. In my experience, I was able to really impact people that I think may have even been turned away by this person that was always on Yeah, seemingly Yeah, that was only showing her best. You know, you, you could flip and start to make people feel like, Well, gosh, I mean, if she's never having a bad day, if she never looks, you know, like she has a ball cap on and no makeup, then, you know, gosh, I don't have a chance. And that's not encouraging. Mm -hmm. So I feel like your audience really opens up when you, yourself,
0: me, myself steps into some authentic living. Yeah. And I just want to appeal to all of our listeners right now, because not just people working in the entertainment industry, there's women who work in offices who carry the same burden. They feel like they need to look Mm -hmm. a certain way and they're not being... Uh, authentic, you know, the word that you just Mm -hmm. used. So perhaps if they're not practicing meditation, mindfulness, or yoga, this could help them. So as a professional in that industry, tell them how it can help them recognize their own, their own self. In my book, I talk about life as stages.
1: So you step on stage, like you said, that's not a traditional stage. In the entertainment world, it's when you step into your office, when you step into the boardroom, when you step into your doctor's office, your child's school. It's whatever role you're serving in today, you want to perform your best in that role. And it's not in an inauthentic way. You're performing your best because that thing matters so much to you, whatever you're doing with your day. So you want to get to a place of authenticity where you really know yourself and you want to present to the world your best. So the way to do that is just showing up in a way that feels the best to you, you know, being authentic, not, not feeling like you have to dress up, not feeling like you have to be a certain thing that's not true to who you want to be. Be proud mm-hmm. of who you present to the world, but make it your own. It's beauty. I mean, we, we know this beauty is so subjective. Yeah. Success. It's very subjective. Mm-hmm. What defines what that is for a person? I have my opinions. Other people have theirs, but go find your version and go be it the best way you can. And then own it and own who you are. Own it. Yeah. Own it. Be proud. People, people speak a lot about just, you know, sharing your voice, speaking your voice. I'm a fan of that in a respectful, authentic way. Sure. I think we need to treat others with a lot of respect with, you know, common decency needs to stay around, but do speak your voice, speak your mind in an authentic way, because our our stories are what's going to bring us all together. You know, hearing from that woman that, you know, seems to have it all say, gosh, you know what, today was just one of those days and, and help her pick her back up and help her on her way. Mm
0: -hmm. That's what life's about. Mm -hmm. So was there a pivotal moment for you? You said you had this chronic illness, you weren't feeling great. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you have a moment where maybe somebody introduced meditation to you or yoga to you and you felt so different when you left there that you wanted to practice it and then eventually teach? I think there was. Uh, Looking back when I was
1: running through all of the traditional, you know, medical tests, what's wrong with me, trying to find my little diagnoses so I could feel good about, finding a solution, you know, what's, what's going on here. When I kept being told everything was fine, you're normal, blood works normal, just hang in there. You're just stressed. I, people are funny with their um, opinions. And then, you know, the doctors or sometimes have uh, suggestions that are just not, not enough. I, I kept being told, you know, just hang in there. You know, it's, it's normal to feel this way at this age. It wasn't working with me because I knew in my heart, I had this vibrancy about me. I knew I took care of myself. I knew I wanted to do more with my life. So this clash of really craving another solution and meeting this, it's a, it's a lot of holistic healers. It's, it would take too long to nosedive into everything that I've experienced, but it was that one, that first person saying, just breathe come to this, uh, it was a sound meditation. It's a, they call them sound baths, but you basically lay there and it's a type of guided meditation. So somebody leads you through a journey in your mind and the focus is just to be, mm-hmm. and you get to hear this gorgeous sound, this gorgeous music playing in the background. And you are, you transcend in a different place for the 45 minutes, but it gives all of your cells a time to relax. Well, when I lifted up out of that, I immediately said, Brandy, I want more of that. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's the from the place I should be living right there. So from then I started educating myself on, "Okay, well, what was that? And, And what is this parasympathetic nervous system? What is this nervous system detox? What is this eating more whole foods? And I, you know, you just start being a student of your own practices, your own lifestyle and it's it's with respect to the Western medicine world we're great at acute illnesses. You know if I get hit by a bus, yes, take me to the take me to surgery, take me to the ER. Don't give me an avocado, but if I have a chronic <laughs> illness that's saying, I need more healthy fats, mm-hmm. let's share an avocado together mm-hmm. it's It's really just knowing what's best for your body, what's going to work in your lifestyle, treating your body as a vessel, we have one. We've just got to take good care of it. And you know, and never letting go. Yeah. I it was a very frustrating time in my life, but never letting go of what you intuitively know is best for you. Mm-hmm. So we're always evolving. Well, your mindset's gonna evolve. Your opinion on what relaxation is is gonna expand. Your opinion on what stress is um and de-stressing
0: of uh, relaxation. Well, one thing I want to do for the listeners, mm-hmm. I want to kind of normalize the mindfulness and the meditation and the yoga stigmas that are out there because there are a lot of people who say, oh, that stuff's hokey. That's just hokey. Putting it out to the universe. Mm -hmm. What does that even mean? It reminds me of my, my younger days as a runner.
1: I was an avid runner back in the day and people would say, Lacey, you need yoga. You need meditation. You need to be still. And I would, I would say, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Maybe one day, whatever. And I ignored it. And I I thought it was I used woo-woo. I thought, okay, what is all that woo-woo stuff? I, I don't I didn't understand it and I didn't have time for it.
0: Yeah. So and it, it can didn't be get intimidating. Any of my
1: attention. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> it can be it can be a lot intimidating. And for me it took a a moment of pain. You know, it's not it doesn't feel good when you start to, you know, feel tired and your, you know, skin starts breaking out and you're just, you're not feeling your best. That doesn't feel good. And for me, that was really painful. So it took that point of pain to say, okay, I need, I need something more. I need something higher. I remember just telling my husband, I've always been a believer, but I said, I need, I need to grab onto something that's stronger than myself. Mm -hmm. So it, it nose dives into the spiritual realm it, depending on you know your beliefs and everything, I think everybody can come together and say that they really want somebody strong helping them yeah. through a tough situation. And for me, that's what all of that woo-woo stuff is. It's pulling from this realm that I feel is stronger than me, more powerful than me. And I'm saying, come here and help me through this. Mm-hmm. I need you to help me through this. That's all it is. It's most juvenile form. We're not, you don't have to at least chant. You don't have to do anything that's weird in your mind until you grow and expand to a place where that doesn't feel weird anymore. Start, start um, with the breath. Everybody has to breathe anyway. Start acknowledging yours. Then learn a little bit more about some yoga positions that you can put your body in. Mm-hmm. Stretching, start slow and take the next best step Yeah. into this, uh, you know, all of this stuff that we've been talking about that we could really spend hours discussing, <laughs> but yeah. start where you're at. Start, don't make it scary for you. If you're not ready for this thing that you've heard about, don't go there. There's mm-hmm. something that's ready right for, right for you, right from where you are right now.
0: Yeah. And just try it. And just, just try. try it out. Yeah. Yep. See you how know, you there's, feel. On YouTube, there's a 10 minute, I think it's called yoga morning stretch or something like that, that, that I found on YouTube mm-hmm. and boy, after a long night's sleep or maybe not a long night's sleep, if you have a 10 month old, like I do, um, you do that in the morning <laughs> and it's 10 minutes of just moving your body into positions that they may or may not have been in or mm-hmm. hadn't been in, in a while. And boy, does it feel good. In 10 minutes, I mean, yes. you just feel, you feel a little bit more calm, a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more stretched out. And it's a great way to start the day.
1: And then you're going to go out and do
0: whatever roles you have today, even better. And who doesn't want that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's so accessible. I mean, just mentioning YouTube, it's it's so accessible to um, practice any of these, really. You don't even have to leave your home if you if you worry that you may not be able to do it, or you may not be good at it. There are so many things that are accessible mm-hmm. on the worldwide web these days.
1: Well, and start where you're at. Absolutely. People, I hear a lot of limiting beliefs when it comes to the yoga world. It's too expensive. It's too inconvenient. It's for people who don't work. I hear some really funny things, but there is, thanks to
0: technology, you have access to the tools you need. You just have to start seeking. Mm Mm-hmm. I just mentioned being a mom. I am a new mom. Um, And there are a lot of moms out there are just hardworking women out there who say, I don't have time for that. I don't have time Mm -hmm. to meditate for 10 minutes. I don't have time to do that morning yoga stretch that you just mentioned. Um, And it's funny, I I pulled up a quote that you have on your Instagram, which is HP Detox. Um, And the quote says, Mm -hmm. well, my heart wants to say yes. The reality of what's on my plate makes this a no for me. Thanks for thinking of me. Um, And I love that because it just adds to our busy lives. We're all busy, right? We all Uh work too much, eat too much, watch TV too much, spend too much time on our phone, maybe drink too much, yada, yada, yada. And we feel like we don't have the time to give 10 minutes to meditation or give 10 minutes to yoga. And in fact, we would probably rather say yes, referring to your quote, than say no, when (laughs) we know we shouldn't take on something else. Um, When in fact, that no could free up our day 10 minutes to give a little pat on a back to ourselves. Or
1: be a better mom. It, it goes back to the, the quote, we were doing a 30 day mindfulness journey and I work with busy women. Some are moms, some aren't moms, but they're all busy women. They don't have a lot of time to, lead, you know, to spare. And so that came from a place of, it's tough on us to say no. We want to say yes to everything, mm-hmm. except ourselves. For some reason, We just, and I'm generalizing, but a lot of us say yes to nurturing others, say yes to giving everybody else what they need, say yes to that person that's asking something of us. And then it's a no when we want to replenish and refresh ourselves. We feel guilty. We feel like we should be focusing on somebody else. It's hard to observe as a friend or a sister or, you know, I see the women in my life, but it's also something I do. I say yes, when I should say no. So we started discussing in my women's group, start saying the great no's to get the greater yeses. Mm-hmm. So with your situation, so say, I don't, I don't have an, an infant, but say I'm, I'm a new mom and I just had, I wanna do my best at this role. New role, Not I'm, I'm kind of navigating myself, maybe have some help, maybe I don't, but I wanna do my best at it. What's gonna help me do my best at that role of mom? It's going to be that I feel my best, Mm -hmm. that I'm on my A game. Gosh, I would, I would start working out more. To be honest, I would start carving out some time. You have to get creative with respect. You have to get creative. You've got to say no to maybe a lunch hour that's spent with the whole hour eating. Maybe Mm -hmm. you do a 20 minute meditation, 20 minute stretch. Then you eat with a little snack or a nourishment. It's going to be going to bed early, saying no to letting kiddos stay up late. It's going to, I mean, just pick what works for you. But there are solutions to most situations if you get creative and you start carving out some time for you.
0: Yeah. You know, there's a great book. It's by um, Manuel Smith, and Mm -hmm. it's called Um, When I Say No, I Feel Guilty. And Mm -hmm. that applies Mm -hmm. to so many of us. Yeah, and that's what the whole yes, book is about. Yes. Just about owning who we are, owning our beliefs, owning what we mm-hmm. want to do and don't want to do, and that it's okay if we politely say no.
1: Brandy, that was a tough one for me. I, I was raised Catholic. I think I'm gonna blame it on that still. I we were told from young, from young children to put others first, to give, to nurture, to be there for others, to take care of your neighbor. I just I got good at it. So it was a long, you know, multi-year journey to say no confidently, and and you do it in a respectful way. I would love to, but no thanks. I would love to, but I can't. Thank you, and and not giving people excessive excuses. It's really nobody's business that you're going to prioritize your well-being over the next cocktail party. There's going to be another one. You just decline appropriately and you go on about your day, just really trying not to, the guilt doesn't serve you either. So if you're going to, I looked at it this way, if I'm going to feel guilty for an hour, I might as well go to the thing (laughs) and just enjoy it, but really gift yourself that time because you have this other list of things that you want to do even better.
0: Yeah. It's a practice in its own right saying no. Yes, learning to say no. It really is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I mentioned that book. I want to talk about your book. Tell everyone a little bit more Mm -hmm. about it and um, what it encompasses and where we can get it. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. It's the high performance
1: detox, and it talks a little bit about my journey that I've shared on the podcast, but more toolbox, more of a tool of where I went once I got the awareness that. How I was doing life wasn't going to serve me long term. I became very interested in feeling better about myself, feeling better physically and doing more. I have big goals for my life and I want to reach them. But the the journey I was on wasn't going to take me there. So I do share more about what specific steps I took, some of the practices that I started, some of the work that I let go of and some of the work that I implemented into my life. Um, some of the limiting beliefs, that that was a very painful journey of me of mine. And I actually had to go away to this retreat for about a week to really nosedive into some core limiting beliefs that have just been stuck in my gut my whole life. There are things that you clinch onto because of what you've learned in your past or maybe one person told you in your past and it just stuck, but it's not true. Mm -hmm. And you're living your life with that limiting belief. So it's time to let those go. And there's practices of cutting the cord, there's meditation, and it's not a, a one and done thing. So I also share that although I've gone through this journey, that really was, in some cases, just the beginning of my journey, we continue to expand and evolve. So while I've learned what I've learned, there's more coming. And high-performance detox is more of detoxing from those mindsets that weren't serving us. Detoxing from the people that aren't serving us, absolutely. Detoxing from the jobs that aren't serving us. It's everything except, you know, the traditional detox of food and drink. We know how to, we'll learn how to nourish our body and take care of our physical body. But what are you thinking your cells are listening to that too. And that's going to manifest into either healthy bodies, healthy minds, or the other. And so I just discuss a little bit about.
0: Do we really know how to nourish our bodies? Though, um, one of your practices you wrote about is holistic wellness. And, and that can um, mm-hmm. be quite a few things. But one of those things can be nutrition. And, and nutrition is something that I personally struggle with, because it's not always easy and accessible. But I feel like It's what we all need. We need to eat better and healthier Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. clean. And yeah, yeah, we'd Mm -hmm. look better. We'd feel better. Yeah, but it's, but it's hard. I get it. It's hard.
1: Well, and this, this dives into my vanity story. When my, I started breaking out, my skin started revolting on me. And I, it was embarrassing because I was, at that time, I was still in the public eye. My makeup artist had to start using um, a thicker base. You had the spackle? It was mortifying. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. And I just thought, and I started, I kept painting this stuff on my skin because I didn't really know why, you know, what was, what was growing, but I now know I was feeding my body stuff that it didn't recognize and it couldn't use. So a broad rule of thumb that I use now with my nutrition is just acknowledging how, how my body can use this. So we lead a busy lifestyle. We do want a social life. You're absolutely right. While it's getting better a lot of restaurants aren't going to farm to table it and keep things very pure. Um, vegeta- I still eat meat. Vegetarianism doesn't really work for me right now. Um, you're trying, Everybody's doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, you make the next best decision. So for me, when I go to uh, social events and I know I'm not going to be in charge of what's going to be served, I make sure I don't go hungry. I I have a snack here that, you know, I have my approved, quote, approved snacks that I feel I know my body can use all the nutrients in there. I nourish myself with that before I go. So that way you're not in a starvation mode ever. Yeah. Uh, That's not a good thing. You can hydrate, you know, appropriately while you're out. But then you have, um, a little snack here and there. And even if that snack's not the healthiest, you're not having that much of it. Right. So if I can't it, it say, uh, I have eight nieces and nephews. They love pizza. If it's pizza night, I'm not going to sit over in the corner and eat a, sure. you know, yeah. a snack or I'm going to have one slice of pizza, pizza with them and just try to blot the oil off. Yeah. Well, Hey, you're <laughs> better. Do- you're better <laughs> than I am with only having one.
0: Cause I, yeah, I don't stop at one. It's, um,
1: You have to just constantly, once you feel how good the body can feel, you really don't want to go back. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think at this stage in the game, we've probably both felt when we've been like, Oh, okay, I feel really good, really healthy. I made good choices today. This feels nice. You really, I feel like you always crave that. Yeah. So if you do make a decision to have something that's simply a treat, so I have fuel or treats. If you're fueling, that means you know you're eating stuff that your body's going to use. If you're treating yourself, you realize that your body's probably not going to utilize that appropriately, but enjoy it. I always say, people, look at that food. Don't feel guilty about it. That doesn't serve you. If you're going to have a treat, enjoy it mm-hmm. and then just make a better decision tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Make a better decision You know, the next meal. Hydrate a lot. Water. I'm a big water fan. We can't really drink enough water so hydrate, flush your system out. There's, there's things you can do to help you because yes, you're right in America. Unfortunately, while we have enough food, it doesn't necessarily always mean we have the best food. Right.
0: Right. And you're absolutely right. I definitely notice a difference when I can cook for myself for a couple of days. Like I I even challenge our listeners, if they're interested in trying this, maybe doing three days. That's what I tell my family and friends, because I Mm -hmm. notice such a difference. If I can cook where I'm just eating whole ingredients. If I go out, maybe it's a restaurant that I'm familiar with. I know the menu. I know what they're cooking, where I'm, there's Mm -hmm. no additives, preservatives, processed foods, nothing like that. Not too much sugar. I say not too much. We really shouldn't have any and all, but that's not real life. I have the biggest sweet tooth ever. I get it. Um, (laughs) But if you're just having, you know, minimal amount just for three days, trying that whole food diet, I, Mm -hmm. I hate to say guarantee, but I guarantee you're going to feel a difference. I guarantee you're going to feel better. (laughs) Yes, I do. Yes. It's it's that moderation
1: that people talk about. It's making the best next decision. It's maybe lightening the amount when you know that it's probably not the best for you. Mm -hmm. It's getting out and moving your body being active. I had a surgery, you know, about a year ago. And I remember the doctor said I couldn't be mobile for six weeks. That was hard on me. Yeah. I I couldn't be active. And I as soon as they gave me the go-ahead to start walking, I was like a bandit. (laughs) Out power walking. Move your body. The body's meant to move. Cycle through some of that toxic stuff that gets stuck. Yeah. You know, hydrate a lot. I can't say that enough. Breathe. You know how funny side story was I how hard it was for me to learn how to breathe again. Mm -hmm. I was such a shallow breather back in the day and I learning how to really breathe and how we should breathe from our belly. That was just some awareness that it's still, I mean, it's life changing for me today, but just breathe.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. I am. Um, I actually had to do some physical therapy for an injury and they had Pilates mm-hmm. there and I had been to Pilates for years mm-hmm. and they were teaching me how to slow down and connect with my breath And let me tell you, Pilates became so much harder. And I understood (laughs) it then. I understood Mm -hmm. the practice and what it was supposed to be about. That's the same with yoga. Mm -hmm.
1: And just being aware of that mind-body connection. If you stay present in a yoga class, you're going to be proud of yourself no matter what your asana looks like, no matter what your pose looks like. It's not the prettiest pose that wins. It's the one that feels the best.
0: Right. I am very good at savasana. Very good. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. And that's important. You know how many people skip out on Shavasana because they're, they have another appointment they have busy. It breaks my heart every time. We've got to find a way to gift ourselves some stillness. We do.
0: (laughs) The world will wait. Have we not learned that? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We have all the time in the world. I like to tell myself that when I'm late consistently. Um, I, it's a, that's a great, that's a great mindset shift. Yes, <laughs> it is, but maybe not for the person that's waiting on you. If you tend to be a little late, <laughs> um, as we wrap things up here, um, I just wonder, is there a mantra that you live by or that you practice, or maybe you teach that you could share with all of us?
1: I go back to my, my meta meditation where I, the first part of my life, I didn't have a lot of people around me lifting me up, telling me I'm strong, telling me I'm powerful. And so I use meta meditation, which is just find your three words, find a a saying that means a lot to you. So for me, it's, I am worthy, I am valued, I am strong. And so that brings me back to who I authentically am, Lacey, inside, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what I'm anxious about, I can come back to my meta meditation, close my eyes, say, I'm valued, I am worthy, and I am strong. And I open my eyes and it's like, yeah, let's go do this. Mm -hmm. That's good. And I'd love to leave that with all of your listeners, because that's who we are at our core. We're all worthy. We're all valued. And we are all super
0: strong. So what does yoga even mean? Well, it's not just about holding a certain pose or practicing a particular type of breath work. It's also about togetherness, oneness, and discipline. It's learning to pause, to praise, and practice gratitude. And admittedly, yoga is not easy. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for a lot of people. It takes practice, and there will be struggle. But by using that word, it reminds me of a very powerful quote that I want to share with all of you. It states, through struggle, we discover our strength. Don't give up. Find out what you're made of. What are you made of? Here at The Beauty Construct, we believe in gratitude, kindness, and positivity. We practice mindfulness, and we do our very best to find the beauty in every single situation. I'd like to thank our guest today and thank all of you for listening. May you continue to practice mindfulness today, tomorrow, and always. Coming up on the next episode of The Beauty Construct... Your listeners have to be wondering why there's all of this inflammatory disease, especially women of reproductive age, look at their children who are living a very different childhood than they did. There are all sorts of chronic diseases of childhood that didn't exist when they were children. The Beauty Construct is brought to you by Salvasa. Learn more at SalvasaLife.com.